Blog Talk Radio. Father, 
Father, oh, Father God, we praise your holy name when we thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Father, and we pray in the name of Jesus and in accordance with your promises of Mark 11, 23 and John 14, 13, 12, 13 and 14 and so many other promises of your word. We pray, Father, that you will help us to each and each and every one of us to fall so deeply in love with you that we are absolutely blinded by all of the things that are happening around about us and that we are laser focused to just completely on all things of the kingdom, all things of the promises that await us, all things of your glory, Father, that we so anxiously await. And we praise you even amidst the darkness that is surrounding us and feels it sometimes, Father, that, that, that even as, as if the darkness may be closing in upon us or surrounding us. We expect things to get bumpy, Father, and we anticipate that it will be our deep love and our focus upon you, the time that we spend in alone with you on our knees in prayer, the time that we spend taking communion even during the week throughout the, and throughout the week, all the time that we spend you know, with our hands raised before you, singing praises, not necessarily along with some sort of a song that we're familiar with, but maybe just by our own voices, lifted up before you and we just praise you lord we thank you jesus for the days that we're in right now and we pray lord help us help us and teach us and fill us with an anointing that just causes the love of the kingdom to overflow in us that we should be overwhelmed with our anticipation of the days that we have ahead even though they will be bumpy along the way that 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 you will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because we trust you father so many of us you know we we you know we worry and we concern ourselves and jesus you thank you so much because you have in your word you've told us not to worry and you've given us many reasons why we should ought not to worry many many reasons why we shouldn't shouldn't worry and and father you know and 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 it's very understandable you know just looking back on all the patriarchs of the old testament and the things that have happened through through wow thousands of years of time that has gone by uh you know it's very understandable we have admonishments and and um and i don't know what you would call them guidance if you will holy guidance that came from the apostle paul in philippians 4 uh, four, five, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, even. Um, Father, we just praise you for that, at helping us to understand that we ought not be anxious for anything and just give everything to you in prayer, praise, supplication, and just let our needs be made known to you and have absolute and utter trust in you in all always. Father, if there is anything in our lives that is not pleasing to you, please course correct us and chasten us. Father, we pray that you will continue to refine us with your refiner's fire. If there is a difficult time that we have to go through, please, in the name of Jesus, let us go through it now. Help us, Father, to be able to discern past some of the um, the prophetic words that may be um, perhaps uh, buzzing past our desks in a sense, or maybe uh, coming uh, before us in emails, uh, things that, you know, perhaps at one time we were comfortable with, but 
in the days that have you know passed by in the last several years we've noticed that there's been well there's been variances and inaccuracies even from the what we called the A-list prophets even during the the, the days when uh, the, the seducing spirits weren't as obvious as they are today and it's always been difficult to discern and father we just pray in the name of Jesus that you will enhance and, and indeed anoint us with a double portion of discernment these days father through the baptism of the Holy Spirit we also ask you father for in Jesus name that anybody anyone who seeks you and loves you and and receives that blessing that comes from admitting that we're not utterly in love with you it, it, it's so important we we oftentimes don't understand how important it is to be intimate with you to be truly intimate and to mean it to really really mean it because that's when our relationship becomes real our relationship truly becomes real when we can, are able to shut off the world completely around us in the dark and have that deep deep conversation admitting where our weaknesses are coming forward and saying father i'm not in love with you like I ought to be. Lord Jesus, I don't know if you're my first love. I have other things in, that are happening in my life that are distracting me or pulling me away, and I need your help to be completely overwhelmed with love, completely overwhelmed with you as being my first love, completely overwhelmed with as a deer pants for water uh, to, to be in your presence and to feel that incredible peace that surrounds us in a mighty and powerful way that that is beyond our comprehension and then when we have arrived in that secret place of the most high to yes in jesus name to be able to even sustain it for as long as is possible even while the days of darkness around us attempt to pull us away and and indeed in some cases the darkness is successful We, we we are you know we cannot help but be from the dust as you put it father in psalm 103 and we just and and we we Pray, Father, with that anointing, with that continued seeking you in prayer, seeking you in, in uh, constant confessing of our sins and asking you to forgive us, Father, uh, as we are self-examining and continuing to judge our behaviors, knowing the Scripture, spending time in the Word, uh, understanding that the Word is, in fact, living and powerful, and understanding what that actually means. And I believe it is Hebrews uh, 4.12, perhaps, um, doing this all from memory. Praise you, Jesus, Father. But you know, again, um, to to recognize what that means when it's when the word says that the word of God is living and powerful. To understand that just by virtue of reading the scripture and spending even a small amount of time each day, uh, selectively going and flipping through various chapters, not necessarily methodically going through some sort of an organized Bible study, but allowing the the word to just flow through us and and the Holy Spirit to just lead us to whatever book that you might want us to read and whatever portion of that book we, you might want us to read in any given time. Oh, Father, we just pray that that, that that closeness will overwhelm us as we we need that closeness. We need that perfect trust. We 
We need you to make our path straight. We desperately need you, Father God, to chasten us in these days as we progress ahead and, and to not be dissuaded and moved you know, from side to side, from pillar to post, bouncing here and there, uh, particularly based upon the words that are coming out of the mouths of your prophets. Father, it's not that we despise the prophets. We certainly don't, and we pray for them. And we ask you, Father, please have mercy upon all of us. Have mercy upon those who have been deceived by the Seven Mountains mandate concepts. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will have mercy upon those who are trying their very best to serve you uh, with their gift of prophecy, but also helping us to understand that there was a reason why Smith Wigglesworth's very best friend and the author of his biography, Stanley Frodsham, uh, was given the, uh, that one incredibly powerful prophecy back in the early 60s about the days that we are in right now and the releasing of the seducing spirits upon the world and for the blessing that you have given us by helping us to understand what a seducing spirit is by virtue of 1 Kings verse 22 and 19 where Micaiah your servant was shown what what indeed a seducing spirit is and and causing essentially you know uh, lying spirits to to manifest from people who believe they're doing uh, you know the kingdom of justice but for uh, perhaps a, uh, an assortment of different reasons uh, are perhaps misled or seeing through the mirror a little bit more dimly than they have historically. Father, there's not a single one prophet, not a one, over the last 11 years that I recall that has hit the ball out of the park, if you will, Father, and been 100% accurate the whole time. There's been many, 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 many mistakes that I've noted over the years, but nevertheless, there are some that have done much, much better in their accuracy of hearing your your words speak through them uh, than others. And we praise you for those that we have been able to latch on to, print out, make folders of, track along the way. Uh, and, and and we pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, for those who, who maybe just weren't hearing as good, thought, maybe perhaps that they were, but weren't as hearing as good as they maybe they ought to have. Or, or, or perhaps they were distracted. We don't understand these things. We just give you praise and we thank you for any anyone, Father, anyone who has put themselves out there, who have has made an effort to try their very best to hear you and to serve you. And, and we just thank you, Father God, for also, again, allowing us and warning us and giving us the prophecies that were necessary from you know, many, many decades ago, uh, long before we were so deep into the end times, to help us to understand that the days that we're in right now are just as precarious and risky and dangerous indeed uh, than they uh, ever were before in the history of the world, um, uh, given the circumstances that are occurring on a global level. Father God, we just praise you. We thank you for the days we're in. We beseech you to fill us and overflow us with a deep, deep love for you. Father, I pray for myself. I ask you to fill me with my love for you that I had that was much deeper when I was more immature in my walk and had not gone through as many difficult times in chastening and um refiner's fire and experiences that I needed to experience to humble me up. 
uh, sort of like Paul's thorn in the flesh. And I praise you for that, Father. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you will strengthen my resolve, strengthen the people that are praying with me. Uh, if they have challenges of self-control, challenges of emotional mood swings that are associated with the, the dynamics, that we have a very difficult time, if not an impossible time nowadays uh, of disconnecting from, we pray, Father, that you will help us to disconnect even you know, through just setting aside that time, turning the lights out, locking the door. Pray especially for our fellow brothers and sisters that have families. We pray, Father, for those who have spouses and children, uh, no matter what uh, part of the world they are in, whether they are in Europe, whether they are in Indonesia or the Philippines or in Africa, uh, whether they are located here in the United States of Babylon the Great, well, you know, Australia, going through some exceedingly challenging times as governments are utterly, totally controlled uh, by a rise of uh, neo-global reset fascism and um, uh, a, essentially a Nazi ideology that we've seen coming now for, wow, decades really, but uh, certainly heavily in the last 10 years plus. And we, we thank you for the early warning. We pray that you will forgive us for the times that we have stumbled and become frustrated with our situations in life. And, and we just ask you, please, in the name of Jesus, not only to fill us with your love overflowing because it is the most and the grandest, the most awesome. It is indeed the greatest commandment. And when we experience that love, when we uh, see what it looks like to view a snowflake under, you know, five or six hundred times magnification and see the beautiful, uh, impossible, geometric, perfectly, uh, perfect geometric patterns that look like I don't know, supernaturally carved glass, uh, things that are that just help us to understand your glory and the amazing beauty that is is ours, that belongs ultimately to us through the inheritance and rewards of those of us who fall utterly in love with you and develop that necessary trust that's required to have that perfect peace and to be able to cast lots with great confidence. I believe it's Proverbs. No, I can't remember. Maybe it's, no, I'm, it's, it's, it's uh, slipping my mind, the actual verse. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But, but Father, uh, you know, the, the, the scripture that says uh, the lot uh, we, the lot is cast into the lap, and we know that every every word is from the Lord. And, uh, and also the example that you gave us in the selection of Matthias as the replacement apostle uh, for uh, Judas, Father. And we just praise you for that. We thank you for those examples. We pray that our walk will become so close to you and so intimate. And Lord, our time with you, Lord Jesus, will be so, become so close to you and so intimate that we indeed see your eyes as we close them and we look at you and know that we are turning our eyes upon you, Jesus. We are looking full into your wonderful face and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of your glory an incredible grace, which we need so much of. And we pray that you will draw us in, give us a level of comfort, show us lots of 1111s, help us to understand that our walk is in alignment with your will, bring us closer to you that, that, that our love will just overflow. And, that, and then along with that love comes 
inevitable trust. Along with that love comes inevitable um, uh, protection that you have promised us. And help us to know that that these, the you know, the uh, fiery darts of the darkness that continuously pepper us throughout the day are to be ignored and con- and indeed continuously rebuked uh, as we uh, take that moment between uh, different things that we have to do throughout the day to to reconnect, to re-enter that secret place of the Most High, to continuously sing your praises between events, doors knocking, uh, meetings at work, um, stressful events that are overwhelming us, uh, communications that are occurring uh, from the... uh, unbelievable uh, lying dynamics of Satan across the world right now um, and just the utter mass confusion that is so much a part of the days that we are entering in now and indeed so much a part of what your your scripture has clearly spelled out to us if we would just receive it and we pray that we will continue to receive it we will continue to seek solace in your presence we will continue to take peace We will continue. Father, we also pray this. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in accordance with our faith, which, Father, I don't think that we would be lifting this prayer up to you from our heart if we didn't have the faith in the first place. I believe that with all of my heart. And we give you praise, Father, and we trust you that you will respond uh, to these prayers. We ask you to as Daniel did and, and others, to not to do not delay, uh, incline thine ear to our prayers. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, as busy as the throne room is, please, please, Father, in Jesus' name, to to uh, to just strengthen our walk, strengthen our resolve, strengthen our self-controls, strengthen us as you promised us in your Scripture for those who wait upon the Lord shall, Isaiah 40:31 renew their strength. They will mount up with wings of eagles. They will walk and not be weary and run and not faint. Father, we need these days to happen to us now. We need the promise of that scripture. We bind it before the courts of heaven. We hold it up before you. We petition your throne, and we ask you to move that petition to the top of your docket because we need, Father, in Jesus' name, in accordance with your promises of Mark 11:23, we pray, and also John 14, 12, 13, and 14, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Because, Father, how can we glorify you if we are completely out of energy? How can we glorify you if the stress events of our lives, the distractions of the darkness overwhelm us and drain us of our energy that we are hampered or hindered in any way to be able to spend that additional time in prayer, wake up at, uh, in an earlier moment or earlier period in the morning. Father, we again lift up those families that have two, sometimes three children or even handicapped children that uh, need special, you know, special needs children and, and are in, you know, and families that are in precarious, especially precarious situations, some uh, with with not regular and, and constant employment or perhaps in a field that or, or you know, that, that is endangered by the you know, global economic dynamics that are in play right now, Father, that you want 
warned us about. Jesus, you've even said there would become a time when no man could work. I don't think we'll be here for that. I believe that with all of my heart. And I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that each one, no matter where they are in their walk, no matter what age, range, or group that they're in, no matter how much of their family is still living with them or how much of their family is particularly particularly needy at this time, even amidst the global dynamics, the loss of um, the uh, loss of dwelling places, the loss of uh, the many believers' ability to even be able to pay the rent, uh, let alone be able to buy food. Help us, Father, to understand the, to intimately understand the dynamics of the book of Acts, but especially uh, those early chapters when the church was beginning to form and they sold all that they had, came together essentially as a type of a commune and just gave, you know, all of the th- all their money. They just shared it amidst one another as each one had a need. Oh, Father, help us to understand that kind of love. Make it a part of who we are because the days that we have ahead – and not only not only because of the days that we have ahead, but also because your scripture tells us that it is that love amongst each other as brothers and sisters, that demonstration of love is something that will draw in, draw in others, even unbelievers, to want to know who are we. And why do we feel that way? And give us that incredible opportunity to stand on holy ground before your throne and be able to explain that the reason why we are at peace, why we are blessed, why we are excited about the things that are happening across the world while the rest of the world is slipping into a state of panic is because you, Father, have helped us. You, Lord Jesus, have given us promises, and those promises are real, and that relationship and that love is real, and it overcomes us with great joy to be approaching that time that we will be standing in your presence and we want to be able to share that glory that peace that surpasses all understanding with those around us and be able to demonstrate it not as those who are a part of this world but as a part of those who are holy and separated from this world and truly at peace and covered by your divine protection oh we thank you father god for removing any notion of earthly weapons from us may we take any earthly weapons that perhaps still exist in our homes, even if they're, you know, perhaps used for, you know, legitimate purposes and we don't intend for them to be used for evil. But Father, we just pray that all temptations of those types will be be removed, that you will place a spirit upon us to get rid of any temptation from our homes that could potentially cause our hearts to go astray in the days ahead and cause us to think, even for a microsecond, to to perhaps th- consider using an earthly weapon. Let us never, ever be tempted by those things. And if we have those things in our homes, let us throw them away with great confidence that we're doing the right thing because as you've helped us to understand, Father, through your incredible word, that our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and understanding that anyone that would try to or even begin to think for a moment 
to in an attempt to come against us or our families, you know, just by the simple act of our being in prayer on our knees before you, Father, that they their good eyes would be blinded, they would walk past our dwelling places, the angels would stand guard, and and Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, understanding that they are being controlled by the darkness, and when we ask for their their forgiveness as humans that are subject to that darkness, that are being affected negatively by that darkness, we take away all the power of the enemy. And then those good eyes will be made blind. And through our faith, through our faith, all that darkness will pass us by. What a powerful blessing that is, Father, to be given such faith through your word, knowing, not just believing, but experientially knowing as a fact that you will protect us in the days ahead, knowing it, putting it into practice even today, and walking with great confidence that we are in alignment with your will. We praise you, Father, for drawing us in closer. If there is any part of our life, our behavior, anything that you wish for us to change, make it clear. Please make it as clear as you possibly can. Let not one of us, Father, please, we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus, to please not let one of us miss the barley harvest. Help us to understand that through prayer we are executing a ministry that is exceedingly powerful and in fact has many, many prophetic words woven not only through the New Testament but also through the Old Testament to help us to understand that our prayer lives and our prayer for the lost is some of the most important work that we can do on behalf of your incredible kingdom and on behalf of those who you love so much on this earth that you had our Lord Jesus hang for the, hang from that cross and pay such a, an enormous price. And we were bought and paid for. And we pray that, that not by, you know, that we pray that we will have that self-control uh, when we, when we kind of lose it emotionally, Father, that, that that peace that passes all understanding will supernaturally overwhelm us, correct our course, keep us on that narrow path, and draw us into a, a moment of pause, praise, raising our hands to you, whatever it takes to stay in harmony with your will and absolutely, utterly in love, knowing, knowing, not just believing, but indeed knowing that you will protect us and that our path will be made straight. Glory be to you, Father God. We thank you for this opportunity to continue to serve us in the days that we are in now and the days that are ahead of us. We expect and anticipate that they will become ever so much more bumpy than they are today. We know that we're surrounded by satanic lies hitting us like gnats, <laughs> like, you know, like, like uh, black flies in northern Canada. I mean, Father God, it's just uh, absolutely astonishing the things that we see happening. And we praise you for helping us and, open, open, helping us and opening our eyes to these things and the deceptions and, and, and the false flags and all the horrible things that are happening. And thank you. We praise you for opening our eyes to them, not because we believe even for a second, not even for a second that they're not actually happening, but they're just not 
happening the way that we're being told. And we praise you, Father, for that. We thank you for for putting our hearts in the right place and, and turning this around as Satan turns everything upside down, that we would recognize that and also turn his ugly upside down to give you glory. For with your grace and your mercy, your anointing, bringing us ever closer to you with an overflowing cup of love for you and adoration for our Lord Jesus, we will come to a place of incredible peace. We will not worry about having food or spare you know, supplies or whatever because we just know, we just know that you will supply for us that food will appear on our tables miraculously, that through our faith, water will be purified. Oh, Lord, so many of us, so many of the people that love you, believe in you, have read your scripture, just have never experienced. They've never even heard the testimonies of those who have prayed over a pot of, of an empty pot on a stove and woke up the next day with that pot full of food. They've never even heard the testimonies from the missionaries that were in dangerous places that had no gas in their gas tank. They were in incredibly dangerous places. And as their cars ran out of gas, they held hands and prayed. And out of the clear blue comes a car. And the car comes up to the dark gas station in the middle of the night the dark closed gas station in the middle of the night and a man comes out and says to the people in the car praying I was sent here by the Lord to open the gas station to fill your tank for free oh father thank you I praise you for the experiences of my life I thank you for the decades and decades and decades that you have allowed me to experience those testimonies from the people who actually had those things happen to them praise you, Father, for the, well, in some cases, confusing things that I've seen happen in my life, but also, if it wasn't for the sickness of my mother and her early death, uh, I would not have been taken to so many divine healing um, uh, revivals. And, you know, almost kind of like Job, really, um, was my mother's life in a sense, almost like Job, in a sense that through his suffering, we've learned so much about how the kingdom works. And if it wasn't for the suffering of my mother, whereby she died at the age of 56 in incredible pain, even whilst he was searching for her divine healing, I would not have been taken to dozens of divine healing um, revivals and seminars over my early life and seen so many receive those impossible healings, blind, being able to see, crippled, being able to walk for the first time, indeed run around the entire room praising Jesus while their wheelchair sat on the stage. Oh, Lord, you are a wonderful Father, and we just miss, you know, so many times we're so focused on our tiny little view, our tiny little view, and we don't see the big picture. We don't understand that 
by virtue of the suffering of one, thousands can come to the revelation of the power that you have given us. Oh, Father, we thank you. We praise you and we beseech you, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Lord God. Please pour out your love. We want love, abundant, overflowing love that causes us to be so utterly, utterly dedicated to all things of your word until we stand before you. Let us be found worthy. Let us be found separated, holy. Let us be found ever searching to be closer to you, ever growing in godly sorrow as we continue to struggle, confessing always and increasing a little at a time in our sanctification, never becoming puffed up, always with a contrite spirit, renting our robe as the tax collector, unworthy as we truly are. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. And amen. Tonight, praise you, Jesus. Tonight is, well, it's Friday, March the 4th. And the time now is 7.35 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of indeed Babylon the Great. And we know this, Father, because you have shown it to us, not only in your word, but also through the revelation of many that you have lifted up and shown these things, many of them from afar, from Romania, from Dimitri Dudeman, from Henry Groover, from so many of incredible people that set some of the most godly examples that we could have ever hoped for. A.A. Allen, oh, thank you, Jesus. We praise you for helping us to understand that, and we thank you, Lord, for helping us to not be deceived by the generations before us that were brought up in a time where they adopted a belief system that somehow this country was special. Blinded so much for their, their, what they were taught in their schools and their experiences growing up that their allegiances are misguided and they don't understand the scripture and the preachers that have preached and taught them over the years inadvertently misled them. And that's okay, Father. If we were judged for our ignorance, none of us would make it. We thank you for 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2, where Paul admonished us, saying, If anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet, as they ought to know. Help us to be humble and contrite, and to always be seeking you in tears. in tears, understanding the magnitude of that which we pray, the magnitude of the responsibility that you have laid before us, that we, as Christ on earth, 
are here for the purpose of destroying the works of the devil. We thank you, Father, and let our joy, let our excitement of the days that we are in right now, let it glorify you and bring in more and more and more people, not only through our prayers and the presence of the angels that is brought down into visions and dreams on, uh, um, as a result of our prayers, but also through our actions, our generosity, our true love, an unspeakable peace that could only come not from just believing, but from knowing that very soon we're coming home. Very soon. And you know how I feel about that word, Lord. I don't like it much. Praise your holy name. Again tonight, it is now 7.39 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon de Great. And tonight, we light the Sabbath candles. I like to light three. Praise you, Jesus. One for the Father. Thank you, Father. One for the Son. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Joshua, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And one for the Holy Spirit. We will never, ever forget you. Holy Spirit, you are forever welcome. Overwhelm us with your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Fill us. Fill us with your presence that we feel that sensation, that tingling that completely engulfs our bodies. As the spirit of the living God expands and grows in proportion to our faith, as we give you glory, Father, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And through the answers to these prayers, we will give you more glory. And through our prayers, many more will be raised up as part of your bride, Lord Jesus, and as part of those who become guests at the wedding supper, as it says in Matthew 22. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Hebrew Kaddish. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Borei Peri Hagaten Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kitshanu B'mitzvotav Veratzavanu Vishabat kodsho ve'avahu v'ratzon hinchilanu zikaron lemase v'reshit. Ki hu yom techila lemikra ekodesh zechelitziat Mitzrayim Ki 
Ratzon, Himchaltanu. Baruch Adonai, Mekadesh, Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to a higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split-open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes are in worship and lovely your voices in prayer. You must catch those troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love, which we need so much, Lord Jesus, to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. Praise God. I was just instructed to do something which I didn't really think, I never even imagined uh, that I would be asked to do, but I'm going to do it because I know that it was the Lord telling me to do it. Thank you, Jesus. So um, right now, I've never done this before, um, and I'm uh, kind of fiddling about here trying to think about how about to go about it. All right, so many, many people do not know that they have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And many, many are hungry to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but are struggling. Um, A lot of times if you are an analytical person, um, then that will hinder sometimes your ability to receive because you're analyzing all your feelings You're analyzing your emotions and you're looking for some, I don't know, flash of light or, you know, surge of ecstasy to overwhelm you. But that's not always how it happens. Now, what typically does not happen is what many of the churches in churchianity, unfortunately, and most sadly do today, which is this idea where they simply do an altar call, lay their hands on you and say, you know, I baptize you in the Holy Spirit kind of thing, because that's a lie from the devil. And they don't understand it. I don't think they'd mean anything negative by it. It's just they just, whatever. It's just incorrect. The Holy Spirit is brought down through an emotional, an emotional, um, as it says in Jeremiah 29, I think it's 11, I think, you know, you will, you, you will search me and you will find me if you search for me with all of your heart. Now that heart is, when it's about the heart, it's an emotional thing. Okay. Now I was very fortunate because if the Lord had not poured out the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon me at the impressionable young age of nine, while I was watching others going out in the spirit and receiving it, and I was so amazed and so hungry to have it. But I was too young to have that analytical spirit. If the Lord had held back and waited for me to become who I am today, I probably would have had a very difficult time receiving it because I 
<laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know, way overly analytical sometimes today. Um, but now it, it, it's actually a benefit and it helps me help others. Now, that being said, you can have an analytical spirit. And if you do have an analytical spirit, I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's the demonic spirit because we have, we have us who God made us to be. You know, that's a part of who we are. And at conception, we have the spirit of the living God breathed into us, the Lord God, Yahweh, Elohim, uh, Elohim, who, which was breathed into the nostrils of Adam in Genesis 2-7. By the way, that's the first place in the Holy Bible that the Lord God, Yahweh, Elohim, okay, shows up. It's not in Genesis 1. That's a long story, and I'm not going to go there right now because the Lord has guided me to where I am to go. The emotional outpouring, the, our emotions are, now they have to be kept in check, all right? There's lots of lots and lots of stuff about that. You know, self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit in, in Galatians 5.22. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is incredible patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. So, for those of us who are blessed with an abundance of emotion, we might have, as I, the tendency to be overly empathetic and allow emotional mood swings to break past the threshold of self-control, which can lead to a state of mind which is, well, it, it, it opens places of darkness. It disconnects you from the presence of God. And I don't want to say completely, but it, 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 it certainly would um, grieve the Holy Spirit for sure. Um, the Lord wants us to be at peace and, if, and keep that self-control and, you know, be orderly. Um, which is why the Apostle Paul admonished the Church of Corinth, who, which was out of control, you know, to do to, you know, for somebody to. You know, it, there's a whole bunch of admonitions in there about speaking in tongues out of line and only doing it three times, and have, you know, and that it's not beneficial if you're if you're doing it in in amidst other members of the body of Christ because they don't understand what you're saying. And without somebody there that with the gift of interpretation of tongues uh, to take that prophetic word that you ought to be uttering through tongues in the presence of the body, um, then it's not beneficial to the body. So then Paul's admonishment was to not, you know, to do it in an orderly fashion. And he recommended three times for the Church of Corinth, because evidently they would allow the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome them, and it became disarray, and it wasn't orderly, and, you know, it was just kind of out of control. So anyway, um, and again, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, and what? Self-control, right? All right. I'm raising my hand, so amen. Um the uh so there's a need to first off you can't give up and you always keep on trying and, and because and you may have received the baptism of the holy spirit it is possible 
oh my, can I tell you, so many I know that had the baptism of the Holy Spirit already but didn't know it because they didn't have the what the Pentecostals call the evidence of speaking in tongues. The Pentecostals actually believe that if you don't speak in tongues as a result of them bringing the Holy Spirit down upon you. Now, they got that part right. But one thing for sure that the Pentecostal church has right is they will have the elders gather around you, lay hands on you, and speak in tongues all together uh, with, a, with everybody in the congregation praising and praising and praising. They will just fill the church with praise. And that atmosphere, because remember, God, the, the Spirit of God inhabits the praises of his people. Right. So in that situation, the likelihood that the Holy Spirit will be brought down, you know, literally flow directly into that individual, providing that they don't allow an analytical spirit to overcome them and they let their emotions loose. When a when a when a when a when a divine he, when a person gifted with divine healing is going down a row of people and they are touching one, you know person at a time and you'll see one go out in the spirit and then the elders catch them and lay them down and then another go out in the spirit and the elders will catch them and lay them down and then they'll go to the third person and that person won't go out in the spirit and then they'll go to the next one and that person won't go out in the spirit and they'll go to the next person and then the next person will go out in the spirit the reason for that is because the two that didn't go out in the spirit had an analytical spirit. They were looking for this surge. They wanted to feel a lightning bolt hit them. They wanted to be knocked out. The rest of them let their emotions go. And when you let your emotions go and completely let go of that analytical spirit, you don't, you're not even thinking about it. You're just so concentrated on the love of the Lord. You're just so excited about being in his presence and just giving him glory and just singing to him and just raising your hands up. You become lost in the in in that just in you know just that presence and that that you just it's it's just overwhelming and if you can let that go and forget about all the what's happening to me stuff in your head then the likelihood that the presence of the Holy Spirit will overwhelm you and enter you through the baptism of the Holy Spirit is very much increased. Very, very much increased. However, I will add one thing. The Pentecostals have one thing wrong. Now, I, I, I was essentially, I'm, I was raised in a very unusual dynamic, which was a fantastic blessing, and I won't go into it. I've gone into it in my testimony that's publicly available. But um, the Pentecostals believe that if the person doesn't speak in tongues, they did not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you that that is a misgiving. They don't, they don't understand that's just how they believe. And that's, unfortunately, it, it, it causes a, a challenge, a little bit of a challenge, because the believer may have actually received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but there wasn't evidence of speaking in tongues at the time, and they go through their walk not realizing that they did receive it. And um, because we all... The way we think is that we read the scripture and we, we think that 
were and, and people will even tell us this, uh, but they're not. Oh wow! I just opened up my PC Study Bible, and oh my gosh, if it didn't just open up to the exact same as what I'm talking about right now, I can't even believe this. Oh my gosh! I usually have to go through all kinds of clicking and typing gyrations to find the place that I want to, but it's just bam right there in front of me right now. Um, this is all totally unplanned. Um, so, uh, um, so anyway, what happens is, um, and I, I want to see if I can find the exact part of the scripture here. Um, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Uh, prophecies, gifts, spiritual gifts, um, prophecy and tongues, unity and diversity in one body. Tongues must be interpreted, which is in First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. Um, the admonition about everything must come out of love or it profits us nothing is in chapter 13 of First Corinthians. Um, so let me look. I'm just scanning through the text. All right. Third teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healing, helps, administration, variety of tongues, are all apostles and prophets, workers of miracles to all have. Okay. All right. Praise God. And hold on just a second. Work with me here because this is a lot of text to scan over. It's a blessing that I at least got into the right uh, part. Okay, praise God. All right, now that you are individual, God has appointed these first apostles. Okay, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. All right, thank you, Jesus. All right, all right, hallelujah. I know I'm right there. And um, I know it's right here, and I don't know why I'm not seeing it. Hold on a second. But the members should have the same care for but earnestly desire the best gifts. Are all teachers miracles? I know it's right here. So I'm just going to, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I just had to scroll a little higher. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay, here we go. So I'll just share this with you first. So Paul says at the very beginning of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, he says, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except one, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, starting with verse 4 in chapter 12, is where the primary nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are called out. <clears throat> it says, there are diversities of gifts, but all of the same Spirit. There are, different, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Okay? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. So the, the Holy Spirit gift of wisdom is actually a gift of the, Holy, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Wisdom. Gift of wisdom. Now I will say this. 
of my 40 plus years getting more and more as I grow older, the gift of wisdom is the one that I've never seen anybody claim they have it. <laughs> you know, I find that incredibly fascinating. I, I, anyway, so we'll just go ahead and continue forward. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Now, I, I want to stress the words here a little bit because I want to help you to understand, not because I'm picking on them, but because it, if you understand what God's word says through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, as Paul was penning this, as, as he was writing this, I strongly recommend, by the way, when you really want to study something that you use the New King James. And the reason for that is diverse, and I don't want to get into that right now. Now, I don't, I don't suggest that you know if you like the NLT or you like your ESV or whatever, go for it. Okay, great. Spend some time in the in the scripture all the time, whatever it is. Okay, hallelujah. I'm not, you know, believe me, I see value in every all, every one of the many many translations that I have access to right here electronically. I've got basically a supercomputer full of translations of the Bible, and I use a lot of them. Now, but I, but but when you're digging, recommend that you use the New King James because of all the what 25 different translations that I have sitting in front of me right now, which I can put up in parallel, side by side, inside this application and study in Greek and Hebrew. Um, it's the one that is the most complete. It's as complete textually as the King James, but it doesn't lean to the poetic, and it uses a more appropriate and accurate choice of words, and there's no distraction with these and thous, so it essentially speaks in plain English, which is important, because you don't need the poetic, you know, old English stuff getting in the way of your attempt to understand concepts that can be a little complicated, obviously, or else there wouldn't be 33,000 plus different denominations out there, right? Amen? Okay, so verse 8, it says, for to, now please, hear this. This is so important. For to one, so it's talking about the body of Christ, and it's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit given to the body of Christ. Paul's talking about the spiritual gifts that are a result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's what this is all about, right? Now, you're going to meet people, I mean, if you were to be in the Evangelical Church of America, they're going to tell you things like, oh, well, we receive all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all at one time. And I'm like, no, you don't. Sorry. Because that's not what the Bible says. Hold on a second. Excuse me. I was crying earlier. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so praise God. Sorry, I am a bit human. Um, but anyway, um, so it says right here in verse 8, in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, for to one of the members of the body of Christ is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. But to another, that's a different person, is given the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. See it? Verse 9, to another in the body of Christ is given the Spirit or the Holy Spirit gift of faith by the same Spirit. Comma. To another 
in the member of the body of Christ is give is uh, gifts of healings. So there's the gift of healing by the same Spirit. Verse ten. Oh, to another member of the body of Christ, the working of miracles. Wow. So check it out. You have the gift of healing and a separate gift called the gift of miracles. What does that imply? That there that you, you can be given the gift of healing, but it doesn't happen miraculously. So when we're told to lay hands on the sick and they will recover, we're expecting them to jump up right away and say, Hallelujah, I'm healed! But that is a miracle gift. These are two separate gifts. Then to another, the gift of prophecy. And to another member of the body, the gift of the discerning of spirits. And by the way, that gift comes in different um, magnitudes. Some people can discern spirits kind of like at a magnitude of two on a scale of one to ten. Some people can do it at a scale, you know, more like a four and a five. And then there are people that have discerning of spirits on a level so strong that, let's just put it this way, I don't want that one, okay? Let me me just tell you, there are certain things you just don't want to know are there. Now, granted, you know, they're very, very valuable to the body, but... You know, what they are shown sometimes uh, is unnerving, you know. All right, I'll just leave it at that. To another, different kinds of tongues. Huh? So that's a gift. To another, different kinds of tongues. doesn't say to every one of them. doesn't say that here. There's nowhere here. There isn't a tra- any translation. If you find a translation of the Bible that suggests that all of these are given to every single member of the body of Christ at the moment that they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then that, that translation ought to be avoided. It's just phenomenally incorrect. So again, when you're doing a deep dive study on the deeper things of the Bible, again, I strongly do recommend the New King James. I don't, I don't suggest that you don't look at other translations to get, you know, and amplified and all that other stuff. By all means, Hallelujah. Okay, and then to another, the interpretation of tongues. So the gift of interpreting tongues is actually a than the gift of tongues. Okay. But listen, verse 11 even expands on this concept and says, but one and the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, works all these things. Listen close. Distributing to each one individually as he, the Holy Spirit, wills. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So when your analytical spirit is is analyzing things and you're expecting something magnanimous, that can hinder the necessary emotional um, I'm trying to think of the right word. When your emotions are where they need to be for the Lord to pour out the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I do mean pour out the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
upon you, you don't have other things going on in your mind. I'm just letting you know that, okay? And I could get into a teaching in the book of Acts where they, you know, lay, laid hands and they had brought down, because it even says they had, the Holy Spirit had not yet been brought down into that person. It's, 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 in, it's in the Bible. It's all there. There's testimonies, endless testimonies, if you study this subject, of people that traveled all the, all the way across England in, in horse and buggy uh, because they heard that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Smith Wigglesworth was actually one of them. He he was he, so anyway. Um, and when you read these books and you study this history, you will note that you know the even in the Azusa Street revival and things like that, people would travel to go receive it. And in the testimonies, when you read about it, like in some cases, two or three believers would, uh, you know, a believer would knock on the door. You know, they'd knock on the door and they'd say, you know, uh, they, they, they were expected and there would be a couple of, uh, you know, you know, brothers, you know, waiting for them. And they, the person would get on their knees or whatever and, they, and the two other brothers would come over and, and they would pray. And they would speak in tongues and they would be praying for, you know, to bring down, to bring down, to bring down the baptism of the Holy Spirit. To bring down the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are you understanding where I'm coming from? Come to bring it down. Okay? Now, and I can tell you that if you ever were to go on that, on that study and learn about such things, you would discover that in some cases, the person, for whatever reason, wasn't receiving right away. And because of the awesomeness of the brothers that were in this case, I'm recounting a particular uh, event, which was, you know, in a book that I read about it. Um, it they, they were, in fact, men. And, and that's why I keep on saying brothers. But it's brothers and sisters, really. I mean, you know. But anyway, this was, you know, some time ago. But they, they wouldn't give up. Yeah, I just want you to – this is the most important part. The person wasn't receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they wouldn't give up. In fact, they continued to pray and lay hands on this individual in this particular account for something to the effect of like four to five hours straight, like all night long. And all of a sudden, bam, the person got it. Okay, so, um, you know, you don't give up. You know, that it's very, very important to understand that you don't give up. And, you know, I suspect in that particular account in the book, and I don't remember, I kind of suspect I know which book it was, but I, I don't want to be inaccurate and miss, you know, send you in the wrong direction. But I'm, I'm trying to help you understand, praise God, that, you know, it's perhaps in that particular story, that person had an analytical spirit. They were, instead of really immersing themselves in the presence of God through emotional, truly emotional, an emotional connection that is gushing with glory, uh, there is a, um, I highly recommend this, um, her name is Grace Williams, okay? There, I cannot more highly recommend that you consider getting a, an album from Grace Williams. Now, what I'm going to do to be as helpful as possible, praise Jesus, thank you, Lord. All right, I'm going to look in my collection here. 
because I have one of her albums, and I think I will be able to at least share with you the title. Oh, please don't ask me to give feedback, for goodness sakes. All right, so let's see here. Artists, albums. Okay, here's the albums. Oops, okay, they've completely changed the application, as they do all the time, which annoys all of us. All right, and it's got a little filter button. And I will just scroll down to find Grace. I will just scroll down. I will find her. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name. We praise your name, Lord God. Firefall. Grace Williams. I can't play it for you because I would be in violation of the copyright. It's not that Grace wouldn't be perfectly fine with me doing it, but people who are singers and such, they don't really understand how copyright law works. And so they just go into the studio and praise God that they have an opportunity to do what they are doing for the Lord. They don't realize that the record company and the people on the studio and every Tom, Dick and Harry in the whole entire world has copyrights to it. So, and, you know, I've actually had artists tell me I could play their music and then I researched copyright law and realized that they really weren't allowed to tell me that. But anyway, praise God, Grace Williams, and the name of the album is Firefall. Now, isn't it fascinating that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is also known as the baptism of fire? And by this interesting coincidence, the Grace Williams album that I'm recommending is called Fire Fall. Okay? Praise God. Now then, by immersing yourself in that gushing praise and completely divorcing yourself, disconnecting from all things of the earth, all things utterly, and allowing your emotions to absolutely overwhelm you, Lift your hands to God. It's all over the Bible, okay? Raise your hands to him. Now, you know, as long as you can, you can take a rest. It might take a while. And if you don't, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. (laughs) Okay? Praise God. But sometimes, as in the case of both, not one, but both of my sisters, that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you don't receive – see, the thing is, you don't – when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, sometimes there is an ecstasy that has occurred to me – has happened to me when I was nine years old. I went out in the Spirit. That was the only time I ever went out in the Spirit, by the way. I'll just let you know that because then I started becoming analytical as I got older. <laughs> you know, So even though I went up to receive a blessing, I didn't go out in the Spirit. Because my analytical mind took over because I got older and I started thinking. You got to get rid of the stinking thinking. <laughs> okay? Praise Jesus, right? Amen? And you got to let that surge. And, and, and the Grace Williams album is full of music that will assist powerfully in, but you really got to let it, you got to understand without your emotions and that completely unhindered, utter immersion 
immersion in all that is God, all that is his light, all that is the face of Jesus, all that is his glory, immersion and absolute utter Letting go of your emotions, no distractions, full of that presence and just being there. Don't think about whether or not you're getting diddly. Don't do that. Immerse yourself in the presence of God. Lift your hands and praise Him. Get yourself a copy of the Grace Firefall album, Grace Williams' Firefall album. You know, immerse yourself in it. Just do it because it feels good. You're going to receive it. Now, if you expect I'm telling you, both of my sisters received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and had it for quite some time. But a Bible study preacher named David said to them, oh, you didn't get the evidence of speaking in tongues? Okay, here, follow me. And he took each one of my sisters back into a private room in his home, closed the door. I don't know, you know, but he... You know, laid hands on them and prayed in tongues in front of them. And then he naturally, of course, would tell them, mimic my tongues. That is one of the single most important things to be coached to do. If you don't, and if you are around people, or it doesn't matter how anointed they might seem, it's irrelevant, entirely, utterly irrelevant. It doesn't matter what their opinion is or what they tell you, because it's highly likely that they probably were misled themselves at some point in their walk. Highly likely. The act of mimicking somebody else speaking in tongues is the number one most critical thing that allows your manifestation of that particular gift, which is the most common and most obvious of the gifts. Even Paul explains that he says something along the lines of, nobody speaks in tongues more than me. You know, So he makes it very clear that when he was probably walking from this place to that place to this place to that place to this church to that church, whatever the case, that he was speaking in tongues the whole time he was doing it. Now, I can totally dig that because I know that speaking in tongues is the one way to bypass any hindrance of the demons of darkness. You can, I, I listen, I'm not, as Paul said in Romans, heaven forbid that you should sin, but I'm just saying that I have that part of my testimony where um, I was seeped in sin, once saved, always saved, about to be placed under arrest for possession of a with the four other guys. There were six police cars. Um, I was in my 20s. Um, I had never so much as gotten even hardly like a, like maybe one speeding ticket in my entire life by then. And they were rifling through my car, and I 
you know, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm just like, you know, kind of like in a state of shock, really. And I, and I never had the, it happened to me and they, I, they were going through the car and I just started to speak in tongues. I just started to speak in tongues and I wouldn't stop it. It was like, right? I was doing that with my hands on the car as the police were rifling through the car. There were at least a half a dozen police cars. This was in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where, by the way, there was all those fires and things. We were on our way up to Milwaukee to go, you know, party. Well, anyway, so um, cancel. Okay. One of my electronic devices was going to try to, I don't know, maybe speak in tongues for you. But anyway, um, my point is this. If you study the scripture, you will find scriptures like Psalm 66, 18. It says, if I have iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But you will also find it, I believe it's in the Gospel of John. I, I might be in First John or Second John. I'm not sure, but there's a place where it says, you know, just outright, if you know, essentially, if we have, you know, willful and habitual sin in our lives, you know, that the Lord's not going to hear. And then also, um, you know, you've got um, the oh, it's First Peter three seven, where in in that chat, that paragraph, Peter is, you know, basically he says, you know. Um, Husbands and wives, you have to get along. I'm paraphrasing. Husbands and wives, you must get along with other one another. Otherwise, you know, you know that your prayers would not be hindered. So check it out. So imagine husbands and wives bickering, not getting along, right? Because they're one member of the body. Now, granted, if you're First Corinthians seven fourteen, if you are living with an unbeliever, that's a whole different dynamic. But if you are living with a believer and you married a believer, then you are one body in Christ. And when one part of that body is fighting with the other part of that body, that spirit is split and it's fighting. And your prayers are hindered. What does that mean? Well, your prayers raise up, as I did in, in the prior teaching regarding you know how Satan stops our prayers, which is vitally important to understand, and explains why so many false prophecies and false prof- prophecies are occurring, especially today, um, because people don't understand these things, and they don't understand how susceptible they are to having their, to being cut off by being actually given a word from what to them appears to be from God, but isn't. But when you speak in tongues, I have experientially, experientially confirmed. I lived it. See, there is absolutely, based upon the Word of God, no reason whatsoever that my prayers should have been heard that night. Not one. In fact, they should not have been heard. At all. But I was speaking in tongues. Remember when the accuser of the brethren accused the brethren both day and night, you know. But wait, why did my prayers get answered as I was speaking in tongues? When I was ineligible to have them be answered. I wasn't repenting. I was just speaking in tongues. 
And my prayers went straight up past the spiritual realm where all the demonic presence is also known as the air. It's a pretty dark, evil place that even the angels don't like to go through. And, um, and those prayers bypassed all of it. This, the, the demons and the servants of Satan that astro project into that to stop the saint's prayers, they can't even see it. It just goes right up past. It, it, it defies all the other rules of the scripture and goes straight up into the throne room of God, blasts right past the docket of petitions, and gets answered, bam, on the spot. And that is something that I would submit pretty much just about every single person, every single Christian on the face of this earth does not know occurs. I know it occurs because the Lord took me on this very long journey over the last 11 years and showed me how things work in prayer. And then I said, oh, my. Well, then why weren't my prayers hindered when all six of those police cars were suddenly called away and they told us all, this is your lucky day, punks. Throw all this beer away. We got to go. And all the police cars left. It was an impossible miracle. All they would have had to done was leave one car behind, but they didn't. They all left. Now, that's how I know that I know that I know that I know that what I am telling you right now is an absolute indisputable fact because I lived it. And that's why I'm sharing that testimony with you. And I've said it before on this program to help people understand these things. That's why it's important. People who have the gift of speaking in tongues have no idea, no idea whatsoever. I would say pretty much the vast majority, if not all of them on earth, don't know what I am sharing with you right now. They don't know it. Because you first have to understand that your prayers can be hindered when you're speaking in your native tongue, English or French or whatever it may be. Um, they can be hindered. But when you're speaking in tongues, they can't be hindered. The demons of darkness can't even see them. They jettison up right into the throne room of God, bypassing all of the petitions, and get answered immediately. I know it is a fact. Sometimes when I pray for the large group of people that I pray for almost every single morning, is I just envision each one of their faces one by one. I walk around the earth. I just, you know, if they're in Belgium, I just imagine their face. I imagine their wife and their children as I'm speaking in tongues. See now, the Apostle Paul, he said that speaking in front of somebody else in tongues was good for an unbeliever. 
But I also warn you, though, that the witch covens that are commanded by Satan to infiltrate churchianity, which they do, which was part of the part of the evil of the 5013C church control mechanism that the shape-shifting reptilian Herbert Walker Bush instituted. And a lot of people will say, oh, I would never become a 5013C. But then, you know, there are people like me that will take my tax deduction and seed it back into the kingdom. So it does have like a blessing. You can take anything, almost anything, that was intended by the darkness to be dark and turn it around and use it against Satan. I, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to get into that. I could give you hundreds of examples of how we can take that which was initial, initially intended to be evil and turn it around and use it for the purpose of defeating the works of the devil. Okay. Which is exactly what God does. He does it all the time. Through us. Through us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, I really don't know how you would do it, but I am going to speak in tongues a little, just a little bit, and then we'll move forward. Um, and I already did, I know, but, um, and it's not intended, it's not, you know, it, this is not intended to cause confusion. This is intended to give you I mean, I could tell you that, yes, there's a Daniel suite. It's kind of hard to find it nowadays. I don't even I, – I was looking for it in my library. I couldn't find it. I know I got it somewhere. But um, there's a, a CD by da Pastor Daniel Sweet, S-W-E-E-T, called How to Speak in Tongues. Now, there's a YouTube out there that has like a little 10-minute introduction, but there's a whole – it's not a DVD, by the way. It's a CD. So I don't even know if it's still available out there. I don't know. Maybe maybe you got to give a $10 donation or something and download it in streaming version or something from his website. But you're going to have to find it. I, don't, I haven't seen it recently. It's good. I don't agree with everything that he says, but, you know, I don't agree with what anybody says mostly. But anyway, praise Jesus. So um, – that's good. Also, uh, there is um, the uh, there's a, uh, a an actual DVD that you can put in your DVD player and you can see it on um, you can watch it on TV and you can join in. A lot of people uh, they're full of hate and stuff and they say bad things about this person and maybe they heard this person preach something that they didn't agree with, and then of course you know you know how people that believe they're Christians act a lot of times. I mean, Christians can be some of the meanest, snarkiest, most evil people in the entire world. And that's because, quite frankly, it's because that they're targets for the devil. They're, in fact, the biggest targets of the devil. So when I went to training seminars on spiritual warfare in the past, the teacher would explain that when they would go to churches to teach, the Holy Spirit would reveal the people in the congregation that were full of demons, and they would manifest, and then he would get rid of them <laughs> in the church, because that's where a lot of them are. But anyway, um, so you may already have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or you may be doubtful that you do or don't think that you do. But one thing is for sure is that you need that 
you've got to get rid of the analytical spirit. You've got to be unhindered in all manner. You've got to let your emotions go. You've got to have gushing praise. The Grace Williams Firefall uh, uh, music is remarkable for such a purpose, and it's just downright good. Um, and um, But you've got to mimic it. In fact, when I was nine years old, so Grace Chapel was founded by Mennonites who had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you're walking the holy life of a Mennonite and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, <sighs> the demons of darkness are scattering as far as they, they're running for it. <laughs> okay? That is a dangerous combination. Hallelujah for the devil. And they, um, this husband and wife, Luke Weaver and Edna Weaver, started a, they found a, essentially an abandoned hardware store in Rutherford, Pennsylvania, which is just on the outskirts of Harrisburg. And um, they, I I don't know the whole story. I don't think they ever gave the entire testimony how they established it all, but they would even have frequently, like almost every week or every other week, they would have, you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit nights, you know, and it was like standing room only. And people were just going out in the spirit like crazy. And I was nine years old and I wanted it. I was like, what is that? I want that. You know, what did I know? It just looked awesome. And I said to my mom, I want to go. Mom, I want to go. And my mom was like, go, boy, go. And I, like, pushed my way through the the pews. You know, they're all close together, and people were, like, leaning to the side to let me get past them. And I was like, pushing by, pushing by. People were going out in the Spirit. Organ music was praying. People had their hands in the air, bringing down the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, the elders, there's probably about eight or nine of them up there in groups, laying hands on people, speaking in tongues while this is all happening. The whole place is ignited with praise, absolutely ignited and on fire with praise, absolutely unbelievable. And I was just like, I got to have it, 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 I got to have it. And I just pushed my way through, and I ran up. I'm just a nine-year-old kid. I go running up, and I'm like, I want it, I want it. And a couple of the elders came over, and they just started laying hands on me, and they were just praying in tongues. And, they, and right in the middle, while they were holding their, laying their hands on me, they're like, son, mimic art what we're saying. And I was like, you know, like holding my hands up and, and, and just completely, completely immersed in what was happening all around me and my emotions were totally let go. I, I was unaware of anything around about me and all I could, I heard that voice saying, mimic our tongues, mimic them. And I went, bam, and I was out, right down on my back, completely out. My mother had to put me in the back of the car <laughs> and she had to keep me out of school for three days because I was so I couldn't barely talk. I couldn't. I was literally, I can't explain it. It was a an outpouring of intense ecstasy that literally disconnected my ability to function as a human. <laughs> okay? 
Now, granted, that doesn't always, it's not always the case. It doesn't always happen that way. I just want you to know that. It's really important. It didn't happen that way to, for my two sisters, okay? Pastor David Ebal had to take him back into a second room in private from the rest of the people there for the Bible study and do what the elders did at Grace Chapel for me. And then they received the tongues, okay? Didn't mean that they didn't get it beforehand. It just means that the manifestation of the gift of tongues, who, how, and he knew what needed to be done, and he did it, and they received. All right, praise God. So again, what I'm going to do, I don't know. I have no idea how. I just know what the Lord told me to do. So I'm going to do it, and, um, and praise his name. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray that uh, it helps you in some way or another. Praise God. Well, I pray that the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Father, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, and because you have promised us in your word that you wouldn't give you know, a, a rock to, to one of your sons or daughters that would ask for a piece of bread, you're just not like that, Father. But you do expect us to really desire you, to really just uh, seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. And your heart is where your emotions come from. Those emotions need to be immersed, utterly immersed, utterly immersed. All right. All right. Now, um, now stand by. I'm going to share with you one more thing real quick. Praise God. Um, and I got to find. Okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. All right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Now, um, in this. Um, the, okay. I'm typing into. I don't care, Google or whatever. Maybe maybe one of the Google goblins will get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Who knows? Um, DVD, Baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm typing in. Okay? And it came right up, and you can get it off of eBay for as inexpensively as twelve ninety five, probably cheaper. And what it is, is it is a DVD that you can get from eBay. And it is Joyce Myers. Now, a lot of people denigrate her and disparage her, and I can tell you there's entire websites and YouTube channels that disparage me. Um, I can also tell you that when you disparage anybody that is in Christ, even if they are gravely misled at the time that they are doing their preaching or teaching or whatever, you're going to be one very, 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 very unhappy person uh, when you get to glory. You don't ever want to disparage anybody. Even if, just remember this, here lies the body of William J., who died maintaining his right of way. He was right, dead right, as he sped along, but he's just as dead as if he were wrong. The Lord made it very clear to me that I must never, ever say anything negative about any of his people, whether they are right or wrong. Ever. And let me tell you something, folks. Anytime you hear the Lord's voice that clearly, you never forget it. And here's why. I'm not going to mention the name of the individual, but there is an exceedingly famous 
you know, one of those even uh, one of those uh, divine healing travels around the world, has his own jet kind of guys, a uh, little bit of prosperity doctrine. Hey, if you seed into my you know ministry, uh, you're going to get all these blessings and all that kind of stuff. And I can tell you a personal friend of mine, Todd White, um, revival in Orlando. And he stayed at my house. Um, and then would drive back and forth. And um, he would, he was, anyway, long story short, this particularly world, this world famous um, man with the gift of divine healing, um, really, really famous, highly disparaged, just, you know, and always disparaged by Christians, by the way. I just want you to know that. The unbelievers would never disparage them because they just don't know any better. But the Christians think that they do, and they're very quick to disparage and say terrible things and all that. Well, guess what? Remember Jesus said, judge not that ye be judged? Every single one of those people that judged this man and told everybody how evil he really was will be judged. Otherwise, Jesus is a fibber, and we know that he is not a fibber. Right? Just like there are evangelists and preachers out there that say, there's no such thing as a um, sipping saint. Okay, then Jesus is a sinner to you, because he made wine out of water. See, people, I don't know where they get their notions in their heads, but they definitely, oh, be holy, be holy, and separate yourself, particularly from those who think they're serving God. Now, don't get drunk. And I'm not talking about blowing a point oh oh one. You shouldn't be breaking the law anyway at all, because we're supposed to be, we're supposed to exceed the requirements of the law. But don't drive dangerously either, you know. Anyway, so Joyce Myers has this DVD that you can buy. If you have a DVD player, hopefully you do, because they're the censorship is happening right now on almost everything that's streaming. I am very blessed because I have multiple DVD players and I've got a lot of DVDs. And in fact, if I like something, anything, and I you know, might want to look at it again, I always buy the DVD because I don't want the censors to knock it, take it away. Now, now, anyway, so in the Joyce, it's called The Baptism of the Holy Spirit, Joyce Meyer, J-O-Y-C-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And, oh, by the way, let me finish what I was saying about that incredibly world-famous, you know, 737 jet-owning, divine healing, you know, fellow that people fervently disparage and will have to pay a dear, dear price for having done so. The Lord spared me, thank you, Jesus, because he stopped me just before I was about to do it, very clearly. And um, what happened was my personal friend, who is part of the Todd White revival, 
people would go out in the spirit as he would walk down through the um, the audience that were all praising God, and they would go out. His wife would try to find him, and, uh, and she used to joke and say the only way she could find her husband was by looking for where all the people were laying down in the spirit in the hallways, you know, in the aisleways. She knew that at the end of the line where <laughs> her husband would be there. That was the guy that called me. He was at the Todd White, White Revival backstage. And this world-famous, jet-flying, prosperity doctrine, divine healing guy was bawling his eyes out on his knees behind the stage, begging God to forgive him for prosperity doctrine. Now you know why you never disparage, ever. Another believer, praise God. So anyway, um, here's what's neat about this DVD from Joyce Meyer. I really enjoyed it. Matter of fact, I like a lot of her work. And I just don't have a judgmental spirit. I know we're all flawed. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so flawed. I mean, pretty much the only sin that I haven't committed that the Apostle Paul did was hunting down Christians and killing them. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I probably, anyway, whatever. Um, so I really, really liked it. She stood up on the stage in a, in a, a very, very large uh, amphitheater-like auditorium. And she, music was playing, and she was, and she preached a little bit about receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then she walked around the stage praying for everybody in the audience. It's all on the DVD. You can watch it and participate in it. And she was speaking in tongues, and she was telling everybody, mimic my tongues, mimic my tongues. And people were just getting the whole baptism of the Holy Spirit like crazy in the audience. It was amazing. Praise God. And so I do highly recommend going to eBay and buying the Baptism of the Holy Spirit DVD from uh, Joyce Meyer. It's even sold, looks like it's even sold here on Amazon, which is fascinating. Uh, take a look at that real quick. Let me see. Oh, look at there. Now that one is going for $22, and I guess it's a new one. Um, but the, you can get the used one from eBay or whatever for like half price. But anyway, strongly recommend it. Key is mimicking. It's mimicking. In fact, John G. Lake Ministries, JGLM, uh, who's headed up by uh, a person who calls himself the general overseer, who is Curry Blake, and he was prophesied to become the general overseer of that exact ministry or whatever. It's a long story, and he gives he gives a testimony. He's all over YouTube. His name's Curry Blake. He watched David Hogan, Faith to Raise the Dead. I think he had the DVDs. I want them. I have it in, you know, downloaded, but I, I want the DVDs. And when he watched David Hogan's testimony, Faith to Raise the Dead, which you can see on YouTube, usually broken up into a series of nine. Sometimes it's a series of four, you know, four downloads, or you know, more. 
but you want to see the whole week. He was for like five days. He was giving testimony at a church in Pensacola, Florida, a long time ago. I mean, if you see the difference between the way how young he was there versus how he looks today, you'll know that you know it was a while ago. But it is the most mind-bending, astonishing. You, it will change your life forever. As a matter of fact, Curry Blake, when he watched the David Hogan Faith to Raise the Dead DVD series, his whole teaching, preaching, testimony at the church uh, in uh, you know um, in the Panhandle of Florida, uh, Pensacola, um, it changed his life forever. And he's like, I want that. I, that is me. That's who I'm going to be. I got to have it. I got to have it. Now, see, that's the key. That's the key to receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But it's also the key of manifesting the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's the key. It's that hungriness. It's that determination. It's that I'm not going to stop. It's that. And Curry Blake has traveled the world, raised people from the dead. Now, one time he was praying for somebody to be, you know, the person was literally in a hospital at the time, as I recall, and he was um, trying to get the person to be raised from the dead. Uh, and he was like really leaning in on it and, you know, and all that. Um, in one case, David Hogan, in order to get somebody to be raised from the dead, had to like lay on top of them and put his arms completely around their dead body and command them, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command you to get up, in the name of Jesus. And bam, they came, up. They, they came out of it. The, they were alive. Curry Blake wanted that, and he teaches now that a lot of things, but he taught that his he was so on fire to do what David Hogan did and to make that a part of his ministry that he said, well, if David Hogan can do it, so can I. <laughs> okay? So he would go into churches and he would offer to preach and he would you know, tell them who he was and he would, you know, and he just went and he did it. He mimicked David Hogan. He mimicked David Hogan. He imitated him. He acted out of faith. People started receiving divine healings. In fact, Speaking of emotions, as part of his testimony, he explains what you might still be able to find out on YouTube. Find, find on YouTube if you type Curry Blake Sudafed anointing. Now Curry kind of misunderstands a little bit about what actually happened, but but that's beside the point. I'll tell you I'll tell you what actually happened. What happened was he had a cold or something, and he took some Sudafed before he went. He was allowed to participate in this church as a junior pastor or whatever because he bugged him, bugged him, bugged him. And um, they let him go ahead and have, like, a room where people could go, and then he would preach, you know, the Word of God. And then, um, you know, uh, 
he you know his goal was to bring down the Holy Spirit and he get people healed. You know he wanted to be like David Hogan. He was mimicking David Hogan and everything. Anyway, he knew that that was he just knew in his spirit that that was what he needed to do, and he was right. And but here in this particular case, uh, kind of like a miracle occurred. And let me tell you why. Because he happened to have a cold, he had taken some Sudafed, and the Sudafed made him a little bit giddy. In fact, what happened was the Sudafed and the giddiness of the effect of the Sudafed on him at the time caused him to release his emotions because he was giddy and he wasn't he wasn't that all that humanness was disconnected and he was giddy and he was like you know emotional and and this and he's like and it's a pseudofed anointing and da 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 and everybody it was just it was like it's like when you laugh in a room full of people and and other people hear you and they'll start to laugh the spirit of god is contagious some people will tell you incorrectly so that it is only the faith of the divine healer that results in the healing. That is not that is absolutely not true. It is a combination of the faith of the individual receiving the divine healing as well as the faith of the divine healer. It's a combination. So when Curry was all giddy and preaching and you know and speaking in tongues and everything else, uh, he got he got all the people in the audience riled up, and the power of the Holy Spirit came down, and people were getting healed left and right. Well, guess what? Senior pastor of the church didn't want Curry to go. Senior pastor of the church discovered that there was standing room only for Curry Blake's Wednesday night service in that room downstairs. And that's how God works. The key takeaway there is the emotions. It's your heart. Praise God. So again, I hope and pray in Jesus' name that you are blessed with this information and that uh, you receive it. If you are seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that you do seek it fervently, that you don't give up, that you buy your little $12, you know, Joyce Meyer, the baptism of the Holy Spirit DVD or whatever, and you don't give up. You play your Grace Williams Firefall. He didn't know the title, Firefall. If there's no such thing as a coincidence, boy, I'll tell you what. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray in tongues. I'm going to pray in tongues for every single listener of this program for a little while, just a little while. And um, and you, if you're able to mimic it and receive all the glory to Jesus. All right. And if you have a copy of the Grace Williams Firefall DVD playing in the background and somehow you can figure out how to play me or whatever, uh, you know, speaking in tongues for you and you're able to mimic it and let go undistracted, let your emotions flow, gushing praise and praise God. Because not everybody receives it the same way. And very few people receive the gift of speaking in tongues unless they mimic somebody else doing it. And those who know these things 
people always tell those they're praying for while they're bringing down the Holy Spirit upon them, they will always say, mimic my tongues. Praise God. Oh, Holy Spirit, we praise you. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We praise you for coming upon us now. We thank you for your light. We thank you for your love. We praise you for your presence. Hallelujah. Fill us. Fill us with a love overwhelming that we can feel only you. Only you. Our eyes see only the light of the Father. And the hands of our Lord Jesus reaching out to us, to touch us, to fill us. Thank you, Jesus, Father. Pour out as you have promised that beautiful gift upon all those who will receive. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We praise your name. His neighbor knows no insult 
Actually, this was revealed to me in Revelation 11, when the two witnesses, which are not two bearded Hebrews standing on a street corner in Tel Aviv for three and a half years. It's actually the lampstand and the uh, olive tree, which which is the testimony of the Father and the Son, which will be people like you and I who will use the fire of God as a weapon to help those who are tribulation saints. It's a long story. I'll just let you know that's what was revealed to me. So two humans are not going to be breathing fire out of their mouths for three and a half years straight. That's ridiculous. But those of us who understand that the holy fire of God can be commanded at our beck and call through the power of of the Holy Spirit through the power in the name of the Lord Jesus 
that's a mighty weapon. And the demons of darkness flee. They won't come anywhere near it. No way. It's a wonderful, fabulous, incredible, unstoppable weapon against the darkness. And in fact, it wasn't until I had started learning how to use it in my spiritual warfare prayers that I was able to break free from some attacks that were coming in pretty regularly and harshly against me as a result of a very long testimony that I'll spare you. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The devil wanted me dead. Let's just leave it at that. And he sent an ambassador to take care of that, which failed. Praise God. A long testimony. But anyway, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. But uh, anyway... Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we lift you up and glorify your holy name. We thank you, Father, for the revelation of your word that is just written upon our heart. Glorify you. Father, may we glorify you as we work and contend together with you in Jesus' name. Through the power and the might of his name and through the power that was given to us through his name. We praise you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for that. Hallelujah. For greater things than these will we do because our Lord Jesus has gone unto the Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that power. Praise you, Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we declare, decree, and plead with the courts of heaven in Jesus' name for your holy fire to surround around about us, around about our dwelling places, to swirl amidst the whirlwind of the Holy Spirit and to blow it white hot, impenetrable, in the name of Jesus, that it scatters the darkness. Father, we declare in Jesus' name that that holy fire permeate all the rooms of our house and burn out and shut all portals, all demonic uh, entryways that might exist in our homes, even those of which we may be unaware. In the name of Jesus, we declare and decree that holy fire to enter into every room and purge it in the name of Jesus Christ and scatter the darkness and allow it not to re-enter, swirling around about our dwelling place, swirling around about in Jesus' name, our cars, our automobiles, wherever we go in the name of Jesus. We pray that that holy fire of God, we declare it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, shall wrap itself around like a fire tornado, causing a, a type of a wormhole that just penetrates the darkness, scattering the darkness and the demons of the filthy demons and the stench and just scatters it in all directions, making a public spectacle of it thereof. In accordance with Colossians 2.15, we bind it before the courts of heaven in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we declare that holy fire to to surround around about our loved ones in Jesus' name, that the the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, we declare it before we pray for them. We declare in Jesus' name that we will have a breakthrough. Hallelujah. And we believe, even though we have not seen, and we will never do anything but praise you for that, uh, for, for the revelation and the, and, the, and, the, and the answer to those prayers because we have no doubt in our mind accordance, in accordance with your word that, that you will indeed answer those prayers. We thank you, Father God, for saving the souls of our loved ones. We thank you, Father God, for surrounding with your holy fire. We thank you, Father God, for, using, for allowing us to command these demons of darkness out in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare in Jesus' name that holy fire to burn white hot in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we declare and decree and plead with the courts of heaven for the assignment of very powerful warrior angels, fully clad in the armor of God to stand guard at our dwelling places, at all entryways, and in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, and to follow us wherever we go. 
Praise you, Jesus. Father, we declare in Jesus' name for the dispatch of a platoon of warrior angels, SEAL Team 7 angels. Search and destroy mission, Father, in the name of Jesus, to ferret out all attempts to come against us indirectly, those attempts that we are unaware of, those things that might happen to us in our workplace, in Jesus' name, those things, those the, the attempts of the darkness to cause a car to skip over the median and hit our cars as we're driving down the road. Father, we declare in Jesus' name and plead with the courts of heaven for the assignment of these angels, this platoon of angels, to ferret out all attempts to come against us that we are unaware of, indirect threat vectors, Father God, to shore them up on a search and destroy mission. We call down the holy fire of God to burn these demons of darkness into the pit. In the name of Jesus, we declare it. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We thank you for the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we declare these things in Jesus' name. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, at the very moment, at the very moment that any entity, entity of the darkness, any worker of Satan, any live or dead human spirit, any member of a witch coven, at the moment that they set their wills against us, we decree the holy fire of God to splash down on them like white-hot napalm, Father God, in the name of Jesus, and burn them in the screaming agony, scattering the darkness in all directions, disarming them in accordance with Colossians 2.15, and making a public spectacle of them thereof. At the very moment that they set their wills against us, we declare in Jesus' name, that all contracts written against us are canceled. We tear them up and cast them into the pit, into Gehenna, in the name of Jesus Christ, the lake of fire, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we declare that any assignments, demonic assignments placed against us are canceled and that the demons that accepted them are burnt with the holy fire of God. We call it down upon them in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare in Jesus' name that this platoon of angels will respond in Jesus' name and place these demons under arrest, strike them deaf, blind, and dumb, cast them into the pit. We declare the fire of God to weld the pit shut, and we declare that fire of God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ to permeate the pit and to burn them in the screaming agony where they stand in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because we have have come to punish you before your time for greater things than these will we do because our king has gone unto the father hallelujah we plead the blood of jesus to seal the pit for only the lamb of god can break the seals father we pray in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ and by the blood of the lamb of god in jesus name that throughout this entire week that we will be divinely protected by this fire we will be divinely protected by these angels on a on a search and destroy mission on our behalf we will be divinely protected wherever we go we declare this holy fire to be a roundabout on all sides of our loved ones in jesus name and we plead with the courts of heaven, Father God, for the living water, the crystal river, to enter into the hearts and minds of our loved ones, Father God, that they should be touched by the presence of angels through dreams and visions of the night, that the call of the Lord Jesus Christ will come upon their hearts. Even though that we may not see the manifestation of such things, we give you glory and praise because we know that you are not a man that you should lie. And we thank you and praise you for answering these prayers. Because we know we might not even be on earth when you answer those prayers. But we know you will. And we praise you for it. Thank you, Father, for your mercy does endure forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your unbelievable compassion, love, advocacy, prayers, and continuously picking us up when we fall. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you so much. We thank you so much. We praise your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Praise your name. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Praise your name. Glory be to you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Your own sake, my 
God, you know, when David Hogan started in the very beginning, I think it was his first session with that church, giving his testimony, (laughs) he was so pumped, (laughs) but who wouldn't be pumped at somebody that experienced incredible miracles every single day of his life um, as he was uh, doing his missionary work down in Mexico. I was so taken by... um, his testimony as well that I uh, I sent him an email because <laughs> I wanted to join him in Mexico and uh, he answered me and said come you're welcome and then I realized I couldn't well I think God's will might be that this wasn't the Lord's will. The works that we are to walk in, written in our books, I believe with all of my heart, not not only before we were born, but probably before there was even time. Praise His name. But He stood on the stage jumping up and down in front of the entire congregation saying, Fuego! (laughs) Fuego! Fire! 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 Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's partake in communion. As your disciples were seated about you, at the eve of a land bread You said I'd eagerly yearn for this supper And that you'd suffer so its children could be fed I can only imagine the silence in the room As you passed on the bread to be told But they did not understand the reach of his plan In his love we were told 
to rejoice, not to mourn. So we gather from memory the glory of the Lamb, the one who was slain for the seed of Abraham. As we long for your coming, we imagine the feast, the King and his bride. When our waiting has ceased, as he arose and went back up to heaven, Speak to the heavenly course. You lifted the cup of forgiveness. It was paid, it was done. You had power to call. And I can only imagine the thunderous sound as the heaven exploded in tears. We were free from our chains. Now all that remains is to never give in. We are destined to win, so we gather remembering the healer of our soul, destroyer of death, the Lord of our all, the light in our arms, the edge of our sword, the King of all kings, and the Lord of all lords. For we Believe in a land All of creation Restored by his hand Eternity All is revealed By the time we remember All scars will be healed As we long for your coming, we imagine the feast, the Lord and his bride. When our waiting has ceased, Come and be home. 
chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained Therefore, is the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, have a good report. If there is any virtue or anything praiseworthy, Meditate upon these things. Because to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Even their mind and conscience are defiled. First Peter 2.9 Colossians 3.12 Philippians 4.8 Titus 1.15 He, Jesus, went a little further and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it is at all possible, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Matthew twenty six thirty nine. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by the angels, 
preached amongst the Gentiles, believed upon in the world, and received up into glory. 1 Timothy 3.16 We pray for purification based upon Psalm 51.1-14 Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you will remember that we are from the dust. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is your mercy towards those who fear you. We don't fear you in awe, Father. We fear what happens if we're disobedient, what happens if we choose to willfully and habitually sin. Father, We pray that according to your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your tender mercies, you will blot out, completely blot out, all of our transgressions. Wash us thoroughly from our iniquity. Cleanse us from our sin. Father, we acknowledge our transgressions and our sin is always before us against you, Lord. Against you only we have sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you may be just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Meditate on that for a while, praise God. (laughs) I know the answer to that one. Thank you, Jesus. Behold, Father, you desire truth in the inward part. And in the hidden part, you will make us to know what could only be your wisdom. For if anyone seeks wisdom, let them ask God, who gives to all, liberally and without reproach, and it will be given them. Purge us, Father, with your hyssop, and we shall be clean. Wash us, and we'll be whiter than snow. Thank you, Jesus. Make us your joy and gladness, Lord God, that the sufferings, the trials, the tribulations, the chastening, the refinement, the bones that you have broken, that they may rejoice. Hide your face from our sin. Blot out all of our iniquity. And create, Father, in us a brand new, clean heart. Renew it. For all things are possible with our Father. Do not cast us away from your presence and let us not ever offend the Holy Spirit. Restore to us, Father, the joy of our salvation 
Let us glorify you in gushing praise as you pour out your presence upon us as we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Deliver us, Father, from the guilt of our past, God of our salvation, that the darkness may never accuse us and that we rebuke it if it tries. And then our tongues shall sing aloud of your righteousness. communion for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In that same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you receive it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Ani, Lidodi, Lidodi Li, I am my beloved. And my beloved is mine. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please choose us. Please choose us. Anywhere that you've been 
You were bound to live without sin Regardless of the cost Yes, I know You were killed for all that we owe For the sake of all eternity You died for me You were strong, you were kind, you were just, you were aiming for the goal. And you were smiling, always strong and secure through your work, like a shepherd guiding his herd, giving shelter. In the soul Cause I know That your word holds power to grow Through your spirit and serenity It's eternal hurt for my offense, you were sick for my deceit, you were poor for my prosperity, you were strong and I am weak, I praise you my redeemer, I praise your majesty, you were left by God alive, to always be with me, and I know, I will never be Always follow you 
to spread the word to be a seeker of truth. I trust in you in all that I do. sons of God. We are the masters of the devil and the servants and foot washers of mankind. Oh, so I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. Ezekiel 22.30 And also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send who will go for us? Father, here we are. Send us. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or could even think, according to the power that works in us, to him, be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Intensified prevailing prayer is God's ordained law and method for implementing his redemptive plan in this age until Jesus returns. It is the highest, holiest, mightiest effort of which a child of God is capable. It is God's chosen way to bring heaven's power, heaven's resources, and heaven's angels into action upon the earth. Charles Spurgeon said, He who knows how to overcome with God in prayer has heaven and earth at his disposal. Intensified prayer is to clothe with the might of God himself. Mighty prevailing prayer. Name of the book. Praise you, Jesus. The effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. James five sixteen b. Fervent meaning having or displaying a passionate intensity. Impassion, passionate, intense, vehement, ardent, sincere, fervent, and heartfelt. We cast out demons. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink it or ingest anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Second Corinthians 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not earthly in any sense. They're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments out of every high thing, principalities and powers that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you, for we are a royal priesthood. And that which is bound on earth is bound in heaven. That which is loosed in earth is loosed in heaven. We thank you, Father. And before thee, Lord, our God. Oh, Father, we lift up because there's billions of people there. And we're entering into the very end of times. And the darkness, well, it's got plans. Thought that you prophesied about judgments that are about to come upon the earth. There may be a pause between the birth pangs, but we don't know. But Father, we're going to lift up. We're going to lift up the people, Father God, of the lands of the Middle East, the lands of Israel. Because the way things are looking right at the moment, we could be getting really close to things becoming exceedingly dark there. And here, too. Here, too. Well, actually, worldwide. Father, in the name of Jesus, we symbolically hold up before thee a golden cup of forgiveness. As a royal priesthood, your own special people called out of the darkness and into your marvelous light. Father, we pray that you will pour out this golden bowl of forgiveness on behalf of every man, woman, and child, of every nation, tribe, and tongue of the lands of the Middle East, and especially of the lands of Israel. Father, we pray that you will forgive them for they know not what they do. We pray that you will pour out a cup of forgiveness upon them all, even if but for a time. Father, forgive them. For as your servant Nehemiah did in chapter 1, verse 6, on behalf of all of Israel, as your servant Daniel did in chapter 9.25 on behalf of himself and all of Israel. We confess of their sins, Father, before thee. We confess of the sins of all of the peoples of the lands of the Middle East and all of the peoples of the lands of Israel, Father. We confess of the sins of their first fathers and their fathers' fathers until before there was time. We break all yokes of bondage we renounce all things spoken of in the darkness against them. Praise you, Jesus. And we break all generational and bloodline curses throughout every branch of their family trees on their behalf in Jesus' name since before there was time. We part the spiritual realm as the Red Sea above the lands of the Middle East and above the lands all the way 
from the northern sides of Turkey to the southern sides of the Sudan to the far western sides of Gaza to the far eastern sides of Oman and all lands in between. From Jerusalem to Gaza. From Tel Aviv to Bethesda. Father, in the name of Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, our King, oh, hallelujah. We pray for the peoples of the lands of the Middle East in Jesus' name. And we pray, Father, forgive them in Jesus' name. Forgive them. Principalities, powers, and strongholds, spiritual hosts of wickedness and rulers of darkness in high places above those lands. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus and by his blood, we decree fire swords of cherubim to be shot down from the heavens and to cut you into pieces. In the name of Jesus, we declare fire of God to be launched down from the glory pillar and to burn you into screaming agony, making a public spectacle of you thereof and disarm you in Jesus' name in accordance with Colossians 2.15. And we decree and plead with the courts of heaven for the dispatch of hundreds of trillions of legions of warrior angels and archangels fully clad in the armor of God, diamond-tipped sword sharp as razor blades to, depend, to descend upon thee and to wage war against thee in the name of Jesus Christ and to cast you into the pit to cut you into pieces. Hallelujah! Unclean spirits, the deaf and dumb spirits, anything that cannot call Jesus Christ its Lord and Savior, binding or hindering the hearts and the minds of the lost peoples across all of the lands of the Middle East and Jerusalem and Israel. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, strong men, come forth! We have loosed your legal rights to them, and we command you out in the name of Jesus Christ. Unclean spirits, deaf and dumb spirits, subordinate spirits, we command you out in the name of Jesus. Come out! Out! Now! We declare and plead with the courts of heaven for the dispatch of hundreds of trillions of legions and innumerable company of angels of war to descend upon them and to strike them deaf, blind, and dumb. Place them under arrest and cast them into the pit. We declare the fire of God in Jesus' name to weld the pit shut. We plead the blood of Jesus to seal the pit, for only the Lamb of God can break the seals. And we declare that fire to permeate the pit and to burn them where they sit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in the name of Jesus, the greater things in these will we do. Thank you, Father. Praise your name. Father, we declare... A thorny hedge of protection, a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit, and the holy fire of God to completely encapsulate every man, woman, and child of every nation, tribe, and tongue of the lands of the Middle East and Israel, in Jesus' name. On all sides, Job 1-9, in Jesus' name, that nothing unclean may re-enter the clean-swept house, even if just but for a time. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we plead with the courts of heaven and pray, and we declare your tender mercies, your loving kindness the crystal river, the living water, to flow deep into their hearts, to fertilize the soil therein, that they shall receive the seeds of these prayers. These prayers will bear fruit, and the fruit will remain in the name of Jesus and in accordance with John fifteen sixteen. Thank you, Father. The sword of the Spirit, the Word. Thank you, Father. Your will be done, and you would want not one to perish. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we plead with your high, holy, supreme courts for an innumerable company of angels and declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus for the dispatch of such to be sent down into the lands of the Middle East to come upon these people, all of these people, the hundreds of millions therein, 
to come upon them in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls upon men to save their souls from the pit and to seal their instruction. Job 33, 14-15 O Holy Lord Jesus, extend your hand of grace, mercy, compassion, and love. Call them by their names in their native tongue. Let them see the man in the white robe. Change their eternity forever, we pray. Father, send an innumerable company of angels of light and love into their presence to reveal your glory. That they may join us as our brothers and sisters in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. God bless you all. We'll see you next Friday, Lord willing. And nowadays, that really holds a lot of weight, doesn't it? Praise God. Have an awesome weekend and an incredibly blessed next week. Yeah, maybe even an eternity. Forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our minds. Sinners at the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our minds, renew our souls Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. To set her free Watch us as we trim our wicks Our lamps are full Our hearts are right Like those five wise virgins we will be 
Your bride awaits thee patiently. Longing for that blessed sound that will rise. The churches gather, we're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure Until you come back for your bride And set it free 